Welcome to the For the Church podcast, another great gospel-centered resource from Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. My name is Jared Wilson. I'm an assistant professor of pastoral ministry and author in residence at Midwestern Seminary. And I'm here as always with my friend and my colleague and my co-host, Ross Ferguson. How are you, brother? Yeah, really good. At the recording of this podcast, it is pre the trip that I'm currently on while you're listening. It's which pre is the trip that we're currently on. Yeah, okay. So when you're listening, so the, I will be not like first be, week of January, yeah, I think. Yeah. I will not be in America. Oh, where are you going? And we're going back to the you're UK. Going back home, okay. Yeah, we're going back to the UK for a week. Or if you're listening today, I'm in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, just of, the, Speaking of time travel, you're looking forward. Yes. Although Although it's current, this, it be, yeah. yeah. Let's look back to something that hasn't happened yet. Okay. The PTC Christmas party. PTC Christmas party. It's uh-huh. coming up from this recording. From this recording, but behind. behind yeah. Yeah. Oh, brother. <laughs> and look, well, you know what? We should always, we're always assuming people are listening to these like the week the they week come they out. The week they come out, yeah. Somebody's listening to this two years after <laughs> it came out, and none of this matters, the timing that yeah. we're talking about. So did you... Uh-huh. Have a good time at the PTC Christmas party. <laughs> yes, it was fantastic. <laughs> l- l- let me ask you this, because we're going to do White Elephant. Yes, we are. Is there a version of that in the UK? Do you call it White Elephant? Yeah, we do, do call, call it? it White Elephant. Oh, okay. But, but it, I think there's different versions. I don't know. I think everyone plays different versions yeah, of White there's Elephant. Yeah, like, so I've heard, I've never played this version, but mm-hmm. it's like Dirty Santa, sometimes people call it. And you bring like gag gifts or jokey gifts or crummy gifts. Number one, I'm never calling something that. (laughs) So just I'm going to stay straight out of there. But yes, so you can do like silly gifts. It's a similar concept. You pull pull a number, then you get to pick a present in that order. And if you want to steal or whatever. The idea is you bring the worst present you can ever think of. Yeah. uh, yeah. And then it's kind of who who goes home with the worst (laughs) idea. I've also seen it that you can play it that... You know, if it's my turn, I can choose to steal or choose to pick a gift from under the tree, one or the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's Um, how we'll play. But yeah, some people don't do the stealing where you just, you just, you know, there's 20 gifts there, your number's called up, you pick it and that's it. Oh. So you get whatever that that horrendous thing is. You like to chase the thing, but you have to to put a limit on how often something can get stolen or else people just steal and the game goes on for an hour. We have purchased our white elephant. Oh, okay. Don't pre the PTC uh, party, but yeah, we we saw it yesterday and we purchased it. We used the entire financial limit that was placed. (laughs) Okay, Um, wow, and and we think it's good. We think that some people will really not want it, so they'll be happy if it's stolen from them. But we think some people will really, really want it. So, oh, interesting. mm. I yeah, I always try to think of something that's going to get stolen a lot. Yeah. Um, we think this is going to get stolen. Okay. Uh, yeah. One year, believe it or not, one year it was a set of Stranger Things collectible glasses. It was like wow. glassware <laughs> with Stranger Things characters on them. I just thought, well, this is interesting. It was, yeah. The show was super popular at the time. And man, that the, it hit the steel limit. People yeah. stole it until it was done. Yeah. Gift cards are always a big deal. People yeah. always want those. But what I think ruins it is if you don't make it clear, hey, this is the gag version or yes. this is the good version, you know, even, you know, we have a price limit, but, you know, this is the good version. There's always someone who brings the gag gift yes. and then someone gets stuck with a roll with of it. toilet paper <laughs> while someone else has the Stranger <laughs> Things glassware and you feel terrible yeah. for the toilet paper person. Yeah. So you want to say, hey, no gag gifts. I mean, yeah. it, it can be something funny or amusing or yeah. that's, but it, it needs to be something that people ostensibly would actually yeah. want. 
So we in the office just here at Midwestern, we're doing secret Santas. And okay. and for those, we've set a very low financial limit. It's five dollars. So okay. it's either five dollars or make it, one or the other. Oh, interesting. Um, and they can be either serious or gag. And and you know, last year I think I think half were serious and half were funny. And, it, and again, it's because you're not stealing it, it's just your secret Santa gifts to one another. Yeah. But yeah, we've done that. <laughs> hey, we've got a couple of new reviews since the last time we asked for some reviews. Thought we'd read these. This comes from Battle Bears 1. I don't know what Battle Bears mean because in the subject line, they also put J. Brown, New York. So are you J. Brown, New York, or are you Battle Bears? Either, maybe the Battle Bears is a nickname or anyway. I have no idea. J. Brown, New York, Battle Bears 1 says, Five stars. This is a solid podcast for pastors. As a Bible college and seminary grad, I've heard many different perspectives. These guys give a balanced, biblically grounded approach while having fun. And it can't, I don't know what this means, and it can't, Ross's accent only improves the show. It probably can't hurt Yeah. that Ross's accent only improves the show. Thank you. Well, thank you, Battle Bears J. Brown. Pastor DMAC33, this potty too gospelicious. Potty? Potty? I think he means, it's spelled P-O-D-Y, so it means pod, like podcast, but over the air. If, Potty if, sounds like a toilet. <laughs> but that's how you pronounce it. Uh, I guess. Maybe in context. This podcast, two gospelicious, five stars from Pastor DMAC33. He says, as a pastor and devoted local church guy, I so appreciate the practical discussions put forth in the podcast. They are thought-provoking, and they meet us where we are in real-world ministry. Also, as a fellow English major and movie connoisseur like Jared— I love the pop references that season the conversations as well. Keep fighting the good fight, my friends. And just for the record, Ross, Jared is absolutely right about Christian movies. <laughs> I love this is the gag that will not, they will die. not go we away. We did that episode like a year ago. <laughs> I may have to think of a good grab bag at topic at some point that hey, has to do with Christian movies. Maybe. I'm excited because the next Hallmark movie is okay. Christmas in Scotland. What? Okay. That is the next Hallmark oh, brother. What do you mean next? Like they release 20 every year. There's well, a whole. Hey, easy. That's not what this <laughs> podcast is going to be about today. Those are Hallmark movies. Not the same thing as Christian movies. I mean, they're kind of the same thing as Christian we, movies. We can't but... go back to this episode. I would, I'll just get too angry. <laughs> I'll, I'll actually say, I think Hallmark movies are actually better because they, they know what they're doing. But Christian movies know what they're No, they do. Like they think they're making art. <laughs> they think it's like super like meaningful and emotive and like. The sincerity makes it worse. Hallmark, they know they're producing Drek. They like this is the formula. You want the Christmas cookies? Yeah. Here's twenty Christmas cookies we just brought out of the oven, and like, okay, I, I can I can appreciate that. Hey, Even and I don't watch them, but like I know Christian movies do the same thing. You want the guy to get the free pickup truck because he <laughs> prayed for it. You 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 want you I want don't the think runner the people to who be able them, to win the race. I don't think the people who make them actually think that. Mm. I think they're thinking like this is going to be the best one, you know, of yeah. these. This is like we're hey, making art here. Jesus revolution. Hallmark yeah. is under no illusions that they're making art. They're making trinkets. So this uh, <laughs> podcast just derailed. This past. is not the problem with Christian <laughs> movies or Hallmark movies. It's the problem with resolutions mm-hmm. and. One of the problems with resolutions is we've done a problem with resolutions episode before, before a year yeah. ago. I'm going to assume that people don't remember that at all. Mm. And it's that, you know, we do an annual Christmas episode. Why not an annual resolutions episode? The last time, though, we kind of talked about, you brought this up, that maybe we talked about, should you have resolutions? Mm-hmm. It was more of a question. Yeah. Should you make resolutions? This time around, we're going to assume someone's going to make resolutions yes. or contemplating resolutions. I didn't necessarily even think we should talk about specifically New Year's resolutions, mm. but just 
making commitments, yep. making decisions, resolving to do something. Let's just talk about the ins and outs, ups and downs with that. I, I want to start off a little with a Bible verse, and you tell me if you think it applies to this or not. I think sort of it does, but maybe not entirely the way people think. James chapter 4, verse 13. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will travel to such and such a city and spend a year there and do business and make a profit. Mm. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring, what your life will be, for you are like vapor <laughs> that appears for a little while, then vanishes. Instead, you should say, if the Lord wills, mm. we will live and do this or that. But as it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So it is sin to know the good and yet not do it. Mm. How does this fit in, if it does, with the idea of resolutions? Yeah, I, I was remembering— This year, I'm going to yeah. do this. Yeah, yeah. I was remembering a, a sermon I preached recently, and I used a quote from a, a TV program, and I said uh, the quote was, this time next year will be millionaires. And, and it, the whole point I was making was we have this thought of we always have to attain something in the future. Mm -hmm. This time next year, I'll do this. I'll be this. I'll have this. And it's a, it's a weird motivation. It's a motivation by an earthly thing to push forward. And until you get it, you're not happy. You're not content because this time next year, I want to have this. And often when this time next year comes around, you don't have that thing and, and you can be disappointed and frustrated. And I think that passage in James is kind of speaking towards this, that it's okay to say, you know, I'm kind of discontent with this aspect of my life and I, and I want to work on it. I want to, you know, lose weight, read the Bible more, pray more, you know, get a promotion at work, whatever. You know, ambition in itself is not necessarily a problem. But I think the problem, it comes when we actively are looking to the future rather than to the present. You know, this time next year, I'll have this. Rather than saying, today, the Lord has blessed me and I can make changes right now. I can be faithful right now. I can be consistent right now. And I think we need to be more motivated in the today than in the future because we're not promised tomorrow. Right. And it's really interesting. I, I keep thinking of Drew Dick's book, Your Future Self Will Thank You. And again, yeah. there's that kind of trickiness that you're, you're thinking, do I really want to be thinking about my future self because I'm not promised about that. But the future is meant to impact your present. It's not that your present is trying to always push for the future. And I think that's what James is saying is that we're not motivated by tomorrow. We're motivated by today, that the Lord will give us today. And therefore, we have today to approach a resolution. Yeah, I think there's a presumptuousness that's being mm -hmm. sort of in, in a predictive quality. Yep. We're going to you know, go here, make a profit. We're going to do this, that, and everything. That, that's a little different than sort of a, a resolution mm -hmm. related to character and decisions that can be controlled. I can't control whether I'm going to make a profit or not, yeah. right? I'm presuming this expectation. But I can resolve, as you said, things like, I'm going to read my Bible every yeah. day. I'm going to work out every day. I'm going to, you know, things that are just about personal yeah. decisions that you have some control over. I still think to some extent the passage applies, but maybe in less, less so because it, it's not a presumption of what's going to happen. There's a difference between saying, I'm going to lose 100 pounds. Yeah. And saying, every day I'm going to get some exercise. Yeah. And I think the problem with resolutions, right? That's the title of the, of the uh, episode. Mm -hmm. One of the problems is we pick this big audacious goal. And when yeah. we find ourselves not getting there quickly yep. enough or yep. just every step we take as hard as we work, it's just always out of reach. Mm -hmm. 
we lose a little momentum yeah. and we lose heart when we could say we could decide to resolve something a little more manageable. Yeah. Right. So maybe instead of saying, you know, I'm going to read 100, you know, theology books this year because yeah. I want to get real big brain smart. Yeah. Is just to say, I'm going to read X number of pages every day. Yeah. And then however many books you get through, that's wonderful. Great. But yeah. you've got something bite-sized manageable yeah. and day by day. Yeah. Not this year I'm going to, but I'm going to every day work towards this or every week I'm going to, mm. you know, spend time here or there. Yeah. You've kind of hit all the problems in one. Um, <laughs> okay. The, the inconsistency, too much, too okay. fast, you give up. Yeah. The I haven't had the desired effect yet, give up. Yes. Yeah. You know, I, we, you know, our listeners know that last year we took on the challenge of, of trying to get a bit healthier and lose weight. You know, in the first few weeks, I didn't feel any difference. Yeah. And it's so easy to give up. A few months, actually, for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I was being polite. I, mean, I noticed I was, the yeah. way I felt was different. Yeah, but, but yeah, I'm not the seeing joy pounds of it. like, yeah, yeah, yeah roll um, off. And, and so the other one I thought of was like through the year, you end up slipping up and then you slip up again and then you slip up again. And you're like, what's the point? I'm not perfect. I can't do this. I just give, give up. up yeah. So you've got all of these things. This, As you say, it, it's just too big, too much, too hard because you're trying to somehow say that future thing is going to make my life better. And in some senses, that might be true, but we need to stop thinking about tomorrow and start thinking about today. And and this is just actually something we, we've tried to practice in our household is that, you know, yes, we want, you know, every semester that rolls around, I've got 16 weeks, I want to get an A at the end, you know, and if I keep focusing on the A at the end, today's work can feel overwhelming. And actually, I just need to sit down and go, okay, what is this week's work? Yeah. One day at a time, ah, I need to read 50 pages. Well, if I don't read these 50 pages, I won't get the eight. No, just get rid of that. I need to read these 50 pages. And and you simplify that down a little bit. And that's kind of one of the things I was, I was going to say in terms of resolving the problem of doing kind of too much, too quickly and potentially giving up. It's just to, as you say, pick something a little bit clearer and it can be broken down into days or weeks and just work on that one thing. I, I, I learned that when I was trying to lose weight through the summer last year, that was so much easier during the summer because I wasn't oh, taking any sure. classes. Yeah. When I started taking classes and work started getting busier, oh man, that started getting so much harder. And what I realized was I was adding more resolutions in. I want to get an A this semester in all my classes. I want to be able to hit this target and work by 15 weeks time. I also want to lose weight. And it was just too many things. And so I started loosening off a little bit and actually going, do you know what? I don't need to lose X amount of weight. If I'm really honest with myself, if I sustain where I am, I'd be really happy. Yeah. So every day I'm just aiming to sustain. So sometimes the future big goal actually will wreck the day-to-day -day life that you have. And so just doing the day's goal. So today, you know, we are really busy as a family, really busy. And I was praying this morning that that my single day goal would be that I would not get frustrated. <laughs> I'm literally yeah. moving from one thing to the next. Now, my yearly goal has generally been to be more patient with people. But my day goal is, Lord, just help me not be frustrated yeah. at each moment. And I think sometimes we need to be thinking on the day-to-day. -day. And then just as an example of, of kind of missionary mindset, our family have been listening to George Mueller's kind of life and testimony. And... His prayer, big prayer every year was the Lord will provide, but he practiced that every single day. You know, the meals before him, he has nothing on the table because he they had no money to buy food. So he prayed there and then. And I think it's that living in every minute of every day rather than going this time next year, I'll be. 
good to have a goal, but every day that's not going to really help you. You yeah. kind of need the, the daily goals. Yeah, and what you do with the setbacks, the slip-ups, the I messed ups, mm. you kind of alluded to this earlier of just, well, you give up because you're like, well, I guess that's not happening or I, I've, yeah. I've messed up too much now or, you know, I had a slice of pizza. I guess yeah. I will just go ahead and have the, the chocolate cake yeah. or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. You know, you mess up and it's hard to, that's where the result, that's where you just yeah. discover if you're actually resolved or not. Yes. Is in the wake of a mistake or in the wake of a not holding up the resolution is, is there a grit to keep going? Mm -hmm. Experiencing this a little bit lately over the holidays, loosened up some, didn't work out as much as I was prior to the holidays, ate a little bit. I wasn't terrible, but not been as tight Mm -hmm. as, as disciplined with eating as I am normally and it was hard. I got back in the gym this week, or not the gym, but just working out again. I, I work out at home, you know, got back down, you know, to throw some weights around, and it was not easy. Yeah. And it felt like kind of it did when I first started, yeah. and because it's been a few weeks since I've done it and got on the treadmill for a little bit too. And I'm just thinking, like, okay, mm-hmm. this is, I got to get this back in gear. But in the past, yeah. I don't know if this is just a function of, you know, getting to the point of, of being you know, uncomfortable with how things have been. But in the past, when I would just sort of fall out of the practice and, you know, loosen up and eat, you know, poorly over the holidays and not work out, I would just be like, well, I mean, I guess this is it. And I would do that for a few months. And then I would say, oh, I got to get serious again. And this time I'm like, no, I can't do that. I've, you know, I've loosened up. That's not great. But it's not the end of the world. I'm going to, I got to jump right back in. Is this a habit or is it not a habit? That's something that, Maybe to talk about, Drew Dick talks about that in your future self. Well, thank you. And I know others have as well, but how long it takes for something that you're resolving to do to actually become now a habit. And it may take longer for different people, but typically it's what, 30 some days or something I think he said 30 days for a kind of minor habit as in just normal life things. 60 days for something that is is major, that that it's going to hold and I found that with walking. So my aim was to walk 10,000 steps a day. Okay. And I found the first 30 days, man, that, that was kind of hard. But see, the day 30 to 60, that was really hard because you kind of hit yeah. the, well, this feels normal, but then life gets busy. When you hit something like day 100, it just feels like that's what you're doing every day type yeah. thing. One of the things I was thinking of in, in terms of slipping up, even just within that kind of 30 days of creating a habit or something like that, just start again. And it doesn't have to be... Uh, Oh, I've I didn't walk ten thousand steps today. That's it. My year goes over. Well, <laughs> yeah. You can just go. It was a day. Yeah, that's fine. Life happens. You know, I'll start again. And I think sometimes we can again that year goal looms over. I can't say now. I walked ten thousand steps every day last year. I guess I'll walk none. Do you know? Like right, you had right, a yeah. day off, and so you get to the end of the year and you say. Do you know, out of the 365 days, I walked 340 days at 10,000 steps a day. Man, that's a huge achievement. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter if you took a few days off. And I think that's one of the things is that sense of attaining perfection in our aim. It's just kind of a silly goal. Like, let's just be honest. It's just yeah. a silly goal. Yeah. You know, if you had set out and I'd set out when we were eating better to just kind of say, do you know what? I will never eat a piece of sugar again. <laughs> it's, it's just a silly goal. Right. It's also the same, I think, for spiritual things. It's a silly thing to say every morning this year, I will read my Bible 7.30 a.m. till 8 a.m. I will not give up. It's just silly because life happens. Sometimes you're really tired in the morning. 
Sometimes the kids are sick. Yeah. Sometimes you're not feeling well. Sometimes you're in hospital. Like, don't make the silly resolutions. Make the sensible ones, which is this year I want Bible reading to be important to me. I, I want I want it to be an aim. This year I've recognized that I'm I'm a bit unhealthy. I, I want to start cutting some things out. And it's just that almost the general goal that then day to day you can make the impact on. So I had a general goal when I started in the summer to lose weight. And that general goal was, I would like to be roughly around 200 pounds. That's, you know, that would be great. How am I going to do that? Well, I think sugar is a bit of an issue. I think I need to do more walking. Okay, 10,000 steps a day, one sugary thing a day. You know, just, and it wasn't, it wasn't like, I must do this. It was a, generally, I think that's what's going to help me achieve this. Yeah. And therefore, every day I could make decisions daily rather than yearly because yearly decisions are, are tough going. Yeah. And it gets easier when you do manageable sort of incremental changes mm-hmm. and you begin to see success or just feel accomplished. Yeah. Maybe you're not seeing quote unquote results, per, but you just, wow, you, you know, you yeah. have the, the affirmation or the enjoyment of that. Now it becomes easier to like, well, mm-hmm. well let me add this to this. Let yeah. me add that to that. The other problem with resolutions sometimes, though, is things that we can't control. You mm-hmm. mentioned sort of life getting in the way and th- those sorts of things. But unsupportive people or just people who they're not invested, they don't need to be invested. So yeah. I travel a lot. It's something that you know comes up with as it pertains to eating well. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're traveling, people provide a meal for you, and it, it, it happens a lot. Or, hey, we're going to go, we're going to take the mm-hmm. team out to dinner. I don't want to be the guy to be like, okay, actually, I don't, I'm yeah. not eating Italian food right now because yeah. it's really hard to find. Like, do I do that or do I not? Like, I don't want to be that weirdo. So you just go where everybody's going and then you end up eating things that you don't, you know, you shouldn't eat or you're trying to find something on, you know, on the menu or sometimes they provide a meal at the church or or, or things and it's things that you can't eat. So I get to the point where I'm like, I'm pulling the meat off of the sandwich and just eating the meat and the veggies or something like that. But having people, it's it's outside your control. I'm not, I'm not trying to criticize, you know, people because they're just doing the normal thing. They're, you know, not treating you as a unique special snowflake mm. and that's fine but it's out of your control yeah. and it's like oh it's like complicating my desire to really be yeah. strict here having people around you who like will support you yeah. and you know so thankful for Becky because as I I mean she's you know been invested in in my health journey for a long time without pressuring nagging but mm. I know it's something that's important to her because she wants me to be around a while yeah. it's not like she needs me to look a certain way but she wants me to be around for a while when it was but becoming you know, like this is a serious thing. I mm. want to be, you know, this time, this time is going to work, you know, and I'm committing to it. There was no begrudging of the yeah. times where I'm like, okay, I, now it's like it's directing the schedule. Yeah. So somebody wants to get together tomorrow. Like, well, I'm thinking through, I've got to work out. Yeah. And I wasn't that guy before. Yeah. I was just like, well, I'll work out if I have time or if I feel like it. Now it's like I'm organizing the day in some ways, not around it, but. It's in I'm there. a candidate. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, am I going to be home for this? Do I work out in the morning? Yeah, like it's a it's a a tent pole that yeah. I'm 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 you know trying to you know put you know in the day and work things around. At no point has you know when I've said like, hey, I'm going to go for a walk, mm. you know, because I need to get you know three miles in today or whatever. At no point is she just like, oh, you know, sighing or yeah. you're going to be gone or it's like, no, it's important to me. It's important to her. She doesn't begrudge that, and it's just mm. so much easier to keep the resolution yep. when you have someone who's, A, not nagging yeah. you about it, for one thing. Maybe we can talk about some of the spiritual yeah. implications of this in a moment, but also not begrudging, yep. you know. And and that can, I think, also be driven by you as the person that's made this resolution. So I, I was just thinking about this last night. 
one of the biggest issues with people that make resolutions is kind of becoming a loudmouth know-it-all about that thing. <laughs> okay. Do you know, yeah. um, where you talk about it endlessly, you've read all the research, you're up on the latest thinking, you know, hey, do you know if you do this, it actually works? And you just become this incessant, kind of annoying voice about that thing. Do yeah. you know, if every day you were talking to Becky about, you know, if I wear these shoes, I get this amount of, <laughs> you know, and it just, it's just kind of one of those things of, you need to balance your personal desire to to see these things and do these things with the how much you actually involve other people with all your thinking. You know, Becky doesn't actually need to hear every thought you have on every type of brand of weights that you're going to lift. <laughs> and it's this is actually a bit of a problem in the Christian world mm. that when you think you have a little bit of wisdom, you feel like you have to share it with everybody. <laughs> right. You actually don't have to do that. And and what I was thinking about is when just when you were speaking about this journey, certainly you've been on, I was thinking about our time that we went to Wyatt Park and they actually had offered to to take us out for lunch. Yeah. And you, you did choose to say, I did. Is, is there somewhere else that we could go? I, I, I'm trying to you know, eat healthy. And their response was really caring off. Sure. Let's, let's try here. I reckon you'd be able to get something on the menu now, yeah. whether you could or not, you know, that's yeah, one yeah. thing, but no, it's fine. I think I found salmon. I, think, I, yeah, I remember. Salmon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I found and, fish. <laughs> and the thing that caught my mind was you were humble in your approach. You kind of said, look, we can go there if you want, but if you could, could we consider yeah. this? You didn't incessantly talk about it. It wasn't that kind of annoying thing. It was just, Hey, would you mind if we could do this? And I think other people around you respond better and will actually be willing to help when you're not this incessant know-all loudmouth about that subject. And, <laughs> yeah. and I know this is... You know, that was a big deal for me to do. I yeah. don't know if we've talked about this before, but like I never do that. Yeah. And I just thought this is a you know significant thing mm-hmm. to me. Like if we go there, I know I'm going to end up eating yeah. lasagna. Or, yeah. you know, I think they wanted to go to an Italian place. Yeah. And they talked it up. Like it was yeah. so I was like, I felt terrible but I thought I've got to do this because yeah. I always just go with the flow yeah. and I end up like I don't have the resolve when yeah. I get there. But see if you had come into that time and yeah. you had just constantly talked about it and yeah. you're like, hey, have you heard this food's really bad for you? I don't know why you would want to go there. And this, do you know? <laughs> I know why they want to go there. Same yeah. reason I would want to yeah. go there because the food's better than a, I, a piece I th- of salmon. I think that at home, like when I wanted to walk more at home, I tried not to be this guy at home that always talked about his walking. I, you know, yeah. I got 10,000 and two steps today. I wonder how I'm going to, you know, because so you're just, not posting your route on uh, Instagram, no, the, no. the track. I mean, you're I mean that's, <laughs> but that's even classic. Yeah. Like the world doesn't need to know about your resolution every day. Yeah. It can be just you and the Lord walking in step, trying to see mm. if these things each day can not better your life as in your better self now, but just, you know that you're unhappy with something and you want to make those changes. So again, you don't need to post every day your Bible reading or every day, you know, this is how I'm praying for people because that's my resolution. Do you know if you just prayed five minutes a day, you would pray this amount in a year? You don't yeah. need to do those things. And it's the reason I'm saying this is because I think resolutions become too much of a public issue. It's you that's saying, I think these changes need to happen in my life. Therefore, it's between you and the Lord to make those changes. You might need to ask some people for help, but this is not a world thing. Just because yeah. you think you should eat better doesn't mean the world needs to eat better. Just because you think you should do a six-month reading plan so you get through the Bible twice a year means that everybody else has to do that. 
and and one of the kind of I guess spiritual backings to this because I feel like I feel like we're quickly going to just go into a good advice podcast. And <laughs> Psalm thirty seven is what comes to my mind, and I'm just going to read out the first few words of several verses. So Psalm thirty seven, verse three: Trust in the Lord. Verse four: Delight yourself in the Lord. Verse five: Commit your way to the Lord. Verse six: He will bring forth your righteousness as the light. Simple things to keep in mind each day. You're trusting in the Lord's strength to be able to do your resolution, not everybody else around you. You're delighting in the Lord fully. Lord, you're giving me the strength to do this today. Thank you. Praise you. You're committing your way to the Lord. Lord, I don't want to do this without you. I feel this conviction. I think you're giving me that conviction. I I want to commit to you that I'm going to do this in your strength. He will bring forth your righteousness. He's not going to bring forth an arrogant, know-all loudmouth. He's going to bring forth someone that's more gentle, more loving, more caring, more Christ-centered, even if your resolution is a diet. Because in that, you're seeking to trust the Lord, delight in the Lord, commit to the Lord, and trust all of it to the Lord that he will provide you something that will help you serve him. So yeah, it's kind of one of those things of don't become like the world in resolutions. Yeah, I think the important thing maybe to end on too is to say, you're going to mess up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, you're not perfect, whether it's falling short of your of your goal or the, the desired outcome of your resolution or just not keeping the resolution every day or yeah. every week or whatever the resolution is. There's grace for you. You, you, you are not your resolutions. Yeah. If, you, if you are, even the most resolved of us would still fall short of where we need to be mm-hmm. compared to the glory of Christ. So w- when you mess up, remember that there's good news. The Lord loves you as you are. He sent his son to die for you as you were. And his commitment to you is, as Ross was just saying, conform you to the image of Christ to make you the kind of person that he has envisioned you Mm. to be. Of course, that won't be perfected until the Lord's return. But along the way, don't get so discouraged by setbacks. Don't despair over setbacks. Your hope is not in your resolution. Your hope is in God's resolution in the gospel towards you. Second Timothy 2.13, if we are faithless, mm-hmm. he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Hey, we got some good material out of this. We, it was a longer episode than I yeah. thought it was going to be. I mean, it's not a long episode, but it's longer than I thought. I feel like we should ask people for reviews in six months' time. <laughs> uh, did this advice help oh, you? yeah. So if, you're, if you've listened to this, come July... 2024 or later. Lord willing. Lord willing, because we're not promised tomorrow. Write us a review and say, hey, your advice in January 2024 really helped. Yeah, that'd be good. If it didn't help, don't say anything. Don't say anything. (laughs) Keep it to yourself. Don't be a loudmouth. As always, dear listener, leave us those good reviews. And until next time, may Jesus be big in your church. You've been listening to the For the Church podcast, hosted by Jared Wilson found online at ftc.co. This resource is brought to you by Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary in Kansas City, Missouri, where we train leaders for the church.